everyone and welcome to another Trans in the City podcast. My name is Sarah, my pronouns are she, her, and I am honoured to be one of the directors of Trans in the City. It's one of many roles and I generally work with LGBTQ young people and LGBTQ families. I'm absolutely honoured to be joined today by Sarah from FLAG. Sarah, welcome. If you'd like to introduce yourself. Thank you very much. Yes, just to confuse everyone, another Sarah. Um, my pronouns are also she, her. Um, and as the first Sarah said, yes, I'm the chair of FLAG, um, which is a charity that supports um, parents, families and friends of LGBT plus children of all ages. Um, and I'm also a mum of a wonderful trans young person who is now 27 um, and actually um, part of a blended family. So uh, my husband and I have three children between us, all in their 20s. Um, and yeah, looking forward to sharing some experiences of family life tonight. Well, thank you so much. I think this is a topic that's really important. It's certainly close to my heart and from what you've just said, obviously close to yours as well. So tell us a little bit about FLAG, sort of how did FLAG form? Tell us a bit of the history of FLAG. Well, FLAG is a charity that has been in existence for 30 years. We celebrated our 30th anniversary uh, conference last year. Um, but actually, the roots of FLAG uh, go back much, much further than that to the 1960s, when a really incredible woman called Rose Robertson um, started to advocate for a couple of young men who were lodging in her house in London. Now, Rose wasn't actually a parent, um, but these uh, two young men were renting uh, rooms in her house, and she came to understand that they were there because they were gay and because their families had thrown them out. And she thought, thought that this was so terrible that she took it upon herself to ring up um, the families of the young men and try and intercede and try and broker some sort of reconciliation between them. And that was the idea that started her off in, in forming FLAG. And in these, I mean, we have to remember in those days, um, being gay was illegal. Um, and so it really was something that wasn't understood and there was a lot of fear um, and, and mistrust around it and, you know, children being disowned by their families. I mean, I know it still happens, but it was probably even more prevalent then. Yes, very sadly. So from this sort of initial start, um, parent helplines sprung up all around um, the UK and at in the 70s and 80s, I think there were up to 30, 35 individual helplines. Um, and these were just parents who um, put themselves forward and for other parents to ring up and have a chat. So because when your child comes out, uh, parents can have a little bit of a wobble sometimes. The, the, future you, the future you imagined for your child suddenly has to switch to a new mm -hmm. story. And, and parents meet this with a differing um, degree of understanding. Um, and if you don't understand, there's often a lot of fear, guilt, all sorts of emotions can come out. So I think there's sometimes an element of grief as well um, that comes out. Even the most supportive parents who are really keen to support their child and young person in their journey. Like you said, as parents, I'm a parent myself, as parents, we do envisage a life for, for our children and I think when that maybe changes or our concept of that changes 
um, in in whatever way, I think there's an element of grief, but we have to let go of what we saw. It doesn't mean we're not supporting that child or young person through their journey. It just means that actually there's our own emotions to consider within that. Sure. And and along with the grief, I, I think there's also guilt, guilt that, that mm-hmm. we've made assumptions yeah. based on our own experience and our own unawareness. These haven't been things that we've um, deliberately imposed on our child we might think that we're very open and accepting and suddenly we realize hmm we've, we've imagined this based very much on our own experience and there's a guilt thinking well what why didn't I know I should have been doing something to support them earlier anyway it can come to that but flag it started <laughs> like that with the, with the helplines and then um in the 1980s, as we all know, a terrible piece of legislation came out, um, Section 28, which effectively prevented um, teachers supporting, um, well, I mean, trans wasn't even mentioned, but LGB young people in schools. It, it, It drove this underground. It made it something dangerous to talk about. And it was at that point that flag parents realized we're not just here to support and give peer support we need to fight we're here to fight for our children and that's when flag formed as a charity um, in order to be stronger to campaign Um, so campaigning against for and against all sorts of things um, you know to for the repeal of section 28 um, for equal marriage to lift the ban in the military all sorts of campaigning activities and those parents I mean they're fantastic see pictures of um, you know, very smartly dressed uh, mums who are going down uh, to the Houses of Parliament to protest and 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 speak yeah. to politicians and hold up banners and march in pride and all sorts of things to to fight for our children. That went on really through until the early two uh, thousands. So by twenty ten, um, with the Equalities Act, yeah, Flag started to think, are we? You know, have we done it? You know, we we are always. <laughs> hoping for a day when we're redundant we won't be needed anymore but around that same time there started to be an increase in um in uh, requests for support from families with a young person who is trans um and that's where I really came into the picture because I was one of such Uh, Mm mum and so flag started then to work to be trans inclusive um, because we couldn't just say right now we're trans inclusive Um, yeah yeah the support we offer is peer support so um, we have a helpline we have email support we have local groups in various locations around the country um, and we also have online zoom parents groups um, we have our booklets and resources. Our website is a big source of the uh, resources yeah. and support that we give. But our offer is that when you contact Flag, you will be speaking to another parent. You will mm-hmm. be speaking to someone who has stood in your shoes and yeah. faced those same fears. So there's there's no judgment. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we are unique in being a charity that is primarily for parents. There are other great charities who actually support trans people and trans youth. We are mm-hmm. not qualified youth workers. We're not counsellors. Mm-hmm. We, we, we can't give advice, nor would we want to. Um, mm-hmm. But we are parents who can listen 
and understand we can hold your hand if you're having a bit of a wobble yeah we are a safe space where you can let out your fears and negative thoughts things that you don't want to say to your child you don't want to let your child know how frightened you might be about the future that they might be facing or that we in our sort of ignorance think they will be facing um yeah but when you speak to other parents and they listen they don't judge and then they will just tell their own story or, or tell you yeah. things that they found useful or you know it, it it's so powerful it's such a relief mm-hmm. um and so that's what flag does and, and as i say since sort of the mid 2010 certainly has been working to become more and more trans inclusive and that hasn't been difficult because the parents who are contacting us are uh, i would say now majority parents of trans young people yeah which sadly isn't uh, isn't surprising um i think when i came out to my parents um i think it's it, they certainly could have done with something like flag actually um to certainly my mum could have uh, could have really would have would have really benefited from that support and like you said that peer network um of having other parents around her um who could who had walked those shoes and were standing there with her and that fellowship i guess that that little community and that understanding um is i think yeah and it's, it's so vital i i know many parents who have benefited from the support that flag has given them and provided and i know and actually flag was um commended it, they received the ceo well a few select individuals in particular mm. um received our ceo's award at our gala in 2022 to recognize just the impact that flag has made over those 30 years so tell us a little bit more you touched on it briefly but tell everyone a little bit more about your journey um into sort of how you became involved in flag and and how you're now chair of a flag and your journey through that Well my I think my journey is very very typical um of parents um so I as I say we're a blended family there are three children as we thought we thought we had three boys um who were all sort of teenage uh, when we came together as a family and prior to that I'd been um on my own for quite a long time with my child and we were very very close um and you know it's a bit sort of like um i will be referring to them with they them pronouns and and i'll use a nickname uh nuts which just uh gives them a little bit of of privacy um so it was sort of me and nuts against the rest of the world um we had a lot of adventures together it was great and when they uh got to 18 they went off to university and we live in cornwall um and they went to university in london and <laughs> all seemed to be going pretty well i visited them a couple of times in the first term and uh i mean they seemed quite solitary and quite quiet but that was kind of normal for them i wasn't too concerned about it um but when they came home at christmas something was really wrong and they didn't want to talk about it and this was very unusual and really quite frightening and and also i think you know it's a time as a parent when you're having to come to terms as well that your child is growing up 
Um, you have <laughs> yeah. to let go a bit. You have to, you know, this is the, you know, they should be doing their own thing, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. I did miss them terribly. And when they came back to see them in really a really terrible state was, yeah, just awful and frightening. And yeah, they didn't want to talk about it. Uh, they didn't make any plans for their travel back to London. And it sort of, I think it got to sort of like the day before they were due back. And I said, well, look, what's happening? Are you expecting me to, to drive you to London if you booked a train? And they said, no, I'm not going back. And there followed a period of probably, oh, I don't know. Well, actually, it can only have been about six weeks because I remember it was half term. The younger um, kids were still at school. So but it seemed like forever. They they didn't want to talk about what had gone wrong. They didn't really come out of their room very much. They didn't contact old friends. They didn't seem to be having any kind of um, contact or life at all outside just being in their bedroom. And I, you know, I didn't know what it was that was going on. Um, and then, as I say, in, in February, one evening, they came into my room very late. They chose a time when everyone else was away. Um, the boys were with their mum. My husband was away working and Nuts came into my room and said, oh, mum, I think I should tell you what's going on for me. Why, why I'm, you know, why I haven't gone back to university. And I remember being quite nervous. I mean, I was already gone to bed. It was very late. And they came and sat with me and they held my hand and they explained very hesitantly. It was difficult for them. Um, but they explained that over a number of years, they had uh, come to terms or, you know, recognised that they were transgender. Mm-hmm. And I was enormously shocked. I couldn't really take it in. I mean, I, I think I managed, well, I know I managed to hug them and tell them that I loved them. Um, and they said, uh, have you got any questions? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, um, well, I, I probably will have, but, um, you know, not right now. But inside my head was just a screaming, you know, this is not happening. Um, sorry, not because I didn't want it to happen, not because I wanted to stop it, but I just c- couldn't understand. I couldn't take it in. I didn't. I say I didn't know what it meant. I, I sort of knew, but I, at the same time, I couldn't work out what this would mean for yeah. them, for us, for our family, all that sort of thing. And it felt so unreal that the next morning when I woke up, I wasn't sure whether it had actually happened or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had you the- met across? Had you met any other trans young people no. at this time? Any of your friends? No. So this no. was really your first experience. Yeah, as of, far as I of, knew, of someone who was yeah. trans. I'd never met anyone who was trans. Even my sort of contact with anyone from the LGBT community was so minimal. Um, And this is one of the things that I reflect on now and think, Mm -hmm. oh, why, why didn't we talk about this? Why didn't we, you know, this is just a part of everyday life. Just because it's not within our personal experience, why did we never think this could easily be within the experience of our children, whether it's, you know, they are part of the community or whether it's a friend of theirs or a teacher or or a colleague, you know, why haven't we prepared them properly for the world? You know, but it just wasn't something that had come up. I didn't think it affected us and I Mm -hmm. hadn't 
been involved at all, which, yeah. So I, you know, I've said to notes later, you know, when you when you actually, you know, told me I was you know, really taken aback. But I, I think I managed to sort of cover it up. Like, oh, mum, you so didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And I am I am sorry about that. I am sad about that because I did fall apart. And, you know, I didn't go to work for a few days. I cried a lot. Um, and, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to access counselling through my work. Um, so that meant I had a place to sort of let out those feelings. But they yeah. were not completely hidden from notes. And I really, really regret that. Um, but there we are. This is what happened. Uh, we've talked about it since. I was then lucky enough to find flag almost immediately actually through another fantastic um charity that operates in the southwest called the intercom trust who yes oh they're great and they they provide support and adv advocacy and they are trained youth workers and they are counselors yeah they are and they do all the um schools lunchtimes groups in cornwall and yeah well, and devon in lots of different schools and they were holding and still hold um, in a different form, uh, Gender Identity Family Days uh, yeah. in Cornwall, where the whole family can go and meet together. And uh, the, the young people would maybe do an activity, although often that activity is just on their phones. Um, and, you know, but they're hanging out together, they're having a good time, and the parents could talk together. And I, well, initially, I didn't want to go. My husband persuaded me to go. I thought this is something private. I don't, I can't, I'm too upset. I can't talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, but, oh my goodness, the wonderful relief and support of saying how you felt. And people just, you didn't have to explain. People got it. Um, yeah. And people then shared their story and said things that they'd found helpful but almost what I found even more powerful was that people would say, someone would say, oh, I, I felt like this. I felt I felt grief. So I felt I really felt sad. I felt that I I know it's not true, but I felt that I'd lost the child that I had. And another person saying, oh, I didn't feel like that at all. I felt I gained like such a much closer relationship with my child. <laughs> I felt honored. And that was so powerful. It's like, oh, yeah, mm. the fears and the feelings that I'm feeling I don't have to feel them. Yeah. It's it's kind of like it's a choice, you know. It's it's a, yeah. and from that kind of moment of awakening for me, it just went for me better and better and better. I just it opened my eyes so much, and it mm. opened my world to a such a sort of more inclusive and positive worldview. I'm not saying that happened straight away. It took some time. No, yes. no, no. Yeah, it's it's something to, that needs work, and you know, yeah. and and it's a process, isn't it? Yeah. But 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 the outcome for me is wow, and it, it made me realize, oh, I've been so blinkered about this. I've made such assumptions about this. My life has been, my worldview has been narrow, which I didn't think it was. What else have I? What else have I not looked at? And it, you know, I mean, Black Lives Matter for having those soon after that you know I mean that definitely I, I thought right I'm going to do work now I'm going to learn about this I'm going to educate yeah. myself so I really sort of thank my child for in you know sort of in my well I'm in my 50s now I was in my 40s then 
it opened a whole sort of new lease of life for me. Um, and it was so positive that, yeah, within it didn't take me long to learn what I needed to know, you know, to stop my fear. I was afraid because I didn't understand and I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, now I still don't know what's going to happen for my child with their transition, but they're an adult now. And it's like that's not the only thing about them. You know, yeah. we talk about other things, but I, it didn't take me long to get that information. But what I was left with was. Why didn't I know this before? You know, if only we talked openly about all these things and if only parents then could think, you know, when you're when your children are young, you think, oh, I wonder if they maybe they'll be sporty. Um, not very likely if they take after me, you know, maybe they'll be artistic. Maybe they'll be maybe they'll travel. Maybe they'll want to be a teacher or an educator, you know. What if we also thought, I wonder what gender um, yeah. they will be? I wonder what their identity will be. I wonder what their yeah. sexuality will be. And yeah. then when that becomes apparent, it would be a thing to celebrate and know, not something to think, hang on, no. Oh, yeah. this isn't right, is it? And then relearning a new way. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, I cannot help thinking about, I mean, Nut struggled with this for at least four or five years before telling me yeah yeah what did I say or not say during those years that made it not okay for them to come mm. out in fact uh, they've said to me mum I didn't really know what it was myself I was going it, to say they were possibly on their own journey to figuring out yeah. their own identity and and you know, sometimes it can be really hard to communicate that. I know from my own coming out, you know, it's it wasn't necessarily okay. Possibly for me, it did play a part on that. That's me. Um, concerned about the reception I was going to get, but for a large part of it, it was actually me having to figure out what the fact having to figure out the fact that I was gay, um, and then from there having to figure out and by actually saying it by coming out especially to my family I had to accept it myself and I think that's something I'm probably still working on um but yes yeah, certainly there had to be a level of acceptance for me to be able to voice it uh and it wasn't as I said it wasn't necessarily a direct correlation to fear of, a, of rejection as I said it potentially did play a part but it was more about me having to understand it myself and accept it about myself before verbalizing it. Yeah. But nevertheless, as a parent, you still sort of, you know, you worry about it. And that's what really drove me to, to volunteer for FLAG. I wanted yeah. to both support other parents um, because the support that I had received was so fantastic. And we know when parents are, happy and supporting their young people the outcomes are so much better for the young person absolutely a hundred percent and that's and that is genuinely the the impact that flag has yes okay we talk about the support for parents and carers that it provides but actually let's not take away the impact it then has on the young people themselves yeah, and the it purpose does, of it, it it absolutely does exactly that. so i wanted to be part of that i also wanted to campaign I mean, actually, when Nuts came out, it was, I think, 2017. And at that time, or around that time, there seemed to be quite a positive 
narrative or an improving narrative uh, mm -hmm. for trans people in the media. I remember very well, not long after they came out, there was a National Geographic edition where the front page had uh, pictures of lots and lots and lots of different people and really positive um, reporting on, you know, different ways of expressing gender and different yep. cult cultures around the world where that is just, you know, that is, I don't want to say normal, that is part of the culture there, are, you know, that, that there yeah. are many gender identities and that is absolutely expected. And, you know, mm -hmm. I found that really helpful and powerful as a, as a, as a parent sort of learning about it it's like oh it was another way of demonstrating it's like no we we, we have these narrow assumptions but it's not universal you know yeah. so there was this sort of positivity but you know that has certainly taken a, a big turn for the worse and so therefore my desire to also increase the active campaigning of, of flag has has increased too so we we we're doing both um we're starting to sort of increase our campaigning work again um but part of our campaigning is just to share our stories to Absolutely. show happy family units where yeah people are accepted and able to be themselves yeah. and parents are proud of their children and are oh. yeah. and the young people are thriving yeah, because it is possible. It is possible for trans, non-binary, and gender diverse young people to truly thrive. And it, you know, it. I think the more we see that, because we also see the the horrific narrative that is around at the moment. And I think by platforming positive stories, I think not only does that show that they exist, but also it does provide hope for so many that it's possible. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's so valid. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really and pleased I, to see Flag doing more of it. I also think that it's it's a positive message for everyone. I mean, um, one of our founders is Michael. Uh, one of our patrons, sorry, is Michael Cashman. One of our patrons is also the wonderful Bobby Pickard, which we're so pleased indeed, about. Indeed, indeed. really gives us power and helps us and challenges us to make sure that we're truly trans-inclusive. Um, and I'm updating some of the resources again to, you know, and mm. getting the language right and all those sorts of things. But, um, you know, Michael Cashman always says, you know, only together, only yes. together. And if we're, you know, working for a society where the most vulnerable people are OK and we're mm -hmm. making it better and good for them, then it must be making it better and good for everyone else as well. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I love reading. And so after Nuts came out and I sort of initial shock and then it's like, right, I, I need to read. I need to read. I mean, the yeah. other crazy the other crazy thing I did was was on the, the, the first day, the first day when I woke up and thought it wasn't real and then thought, what can I do? Because Nuts is um, uh, well, w w was a film student, is really into films and so on. I went straight down to HMV, the show of the old days and bought a DVD. Oh, yeah. Remember the DVD um, of Orlando, um, Virginia Woolf's, the ad adaptation of yes. Virginia Woolf's, because I thought, right, that, that was the first, my first impulse of something that I could do to help that was that we could watch this film together. Um, yeah. But it was just a way of trying to signal. It's like, yes, I, I'm trying to understand this. And, and yeah. I know that there here is a, a representation which might lead to us being able to have a conversation, you know. 
But it's yeah, opening it, up, but it's options to open up that narrative and open up those communications, which, you know, clearly for, for all, and I hear you, I hear that, I think every parent, every parent struggles with guilt. I don't think anyone warns you about that. As soon as that pregnancy test turns positive, the guilt hits. Um, I certainly was not warned about that. Um, but I, I hear I hear what you've said about wishing you'd have maybe handled things differently. But I just want to also say your child still felt safe to come out. And that says so much. And look at, you know, what you've done. Though we are fortunate or you're fortunate that there are parents who are so supportive and that's obviously um you know was had that experience with you that they did have a very supportive parents and, and a supportive family and you know let's not take away from that but at the same time we need more parents and more families like yours that create that environment for young people like nuts to come out because we know that all too often it's not a positive experience for these young people, especially if they're trans or non-binary or gender non-conforming and gender diverse. We, you know, we know that there are an awful lot of young people struggling out there who don't have such a positive experience and that support at home. What would you say, sort of looking now at sort of the, the journey you've been on, both personally and with Flag as well, but maybe on a personal level, what was the the key bit was very key moment a key bit of advice I know you've touched on that sort of having to rephrase your thinking but was there anything else around sort of your journey as a parent of a trans young person that really sticks out a bit of advice or something that really made an impact and really sort of supported you in your journey I think that I think there was a key moment when so when I when I joined flag as a volunteer and that um we talked about the support things and so on and and uh they said, well, and also we go to as many prides as possible. And I thought, oh. And I felt a bit, oh, I don't know if it's really, I mean, it sounded like fun. Great. <laughs> but but should I really be there? You know, mm-hmm. am I taking up someone else's space? Or, you know, it's not about me, is it? And all this sort of thing. Anyway, I went along because I'm, you know, a very dutiful volunteer. Um, and, you know, we wear our T-shirts and it says, you know, proud parent or proud of my dear yeah. son um and we have banners sometimes that you know I love you know one one um flag volunteer has a big placard saying I love my two gay sons I've got one saying I love my trans child you know when we march in pride you feel that wave of love and 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 to my surprise I realized that you know it, it is actually for us specifically yeah. it's not just the general cheering but the first pride I went to was in the southwest I think it was in Exeter quite a small mm-hmm. pride quite a small group of us we marched um, and then at the end we were just standing around and a young woman came up to me and said can I take a selfie with you and I thought yeah um, but I did feel a bit confused because I mean there were unicorns there were people just sprayed with glitter there were a lot more exciting people to be photographed with I thought she took the picture and then she said now I'm going to text this to my mum and show her that some parents still love their children when they come out and I understood I think it was at that moment that I went from being a volunteer to being like right I am in flag now this is it this is my mission this is your yeah this is your calling this is where you're meant to be we are here to speak out and we hope that you know when we are visible like that we know that at Prides, there are young people, it may be the first time 
that they come out fully able to you know express themselves yeah. as themselves or they may not even be doing that but they're coming to pride and just mm -hmm. you know being there in their first sort of foray and, and seeing what's happening and we really hope that if they see parents celebrating loving being proud of their children it might give them hope you know it it, it might actually be okay it, to okay. tell your parents and if it isn't please send them our way because for us yeah. essentially it's about love it's about Sorry. love <laughs> my, turn. <laughs> my turn now but it is um i've worked with far too many young people who um who have faced that that rejection and um breaks my heart every time doesn't matter yeah. how many times um you support those different young people it breaks my heart every time um so yeah it's just it if you could give a bit of advice to a parent who's maybe struggling with their young person their child their family member coming out um what what would it be yeah I mean we always say we, we don't give advice because we're, <laughs> we're not trying to give advice but I would That's yeah true. no I would but I would say you know listen listen and rem try to understand them but if you don't understand just just love them you know that you love them they are the same person that they always were they're now communicating something really deeply personal important about themselves to you and this is a privilege this is a yes. wonderful testament to the faith that they have in you as a parent please don't let them down how can parents family members friends get in touch with flag what's right. what's the best way of them them getting support from you i think the easiest thing is to go onto our website flag.org.uk and there will be links there then to you know, you might not be ready to speak to anyone yet so there's just resources our booklets we have um, the guide for family and friends I would really recommend it, it's very sort of basic introductory information but it will also link and signpost you to sort of further reading further things if you want um, our support services are all accessible via the website so you'll have the helpline number um, we have email support because sometimes, again, I know I wasn't ready to pick up the phone and speak to someone. I sort of wanted to do it at one remove through an email, but other people, it's like, no, I just want to speak to someone now. I can ring up. And then it, we have information about the different parents groups. But there, there, there's ways for you to do research and signpost via our website, but you can also contact us and we'll sort of tailor it to you you know, we'll, we'll do the sort of looking for you because sometimes in those early days, you just you want some easy pointers um, yeah. and we can give those. Amazing. And one last thing, tell me something positive. Tell me something positive about, about your journey or Nut's journey, something that has been positive and, and maybe a bit of hope. I suppose it's just the, the joy that being part of a much more interesting family has has brought me I mean genuinely genuinely it has opened my eyes uh I think it was last summer I went to a, I went to a concert with Nuts and their girlfriend I mean they've been together since school so they're together through all this journey it hasn't yeah. made any difference to the love that they have for each other so that's a beautiful thing to me I love um, that that's a very beautiful thing 
we went to a concert together, an open air concert was in Bristol and I looked around um, and most people there were younger than me. Most of them were sort of Nutz's age group. And I looked around and there were hundreds and <laughs> hundreds of young people where you couldn't necessarily neatly categorize them into male and female should you want to which obviously I no longer wish to do but the fact that it was not apparent and everyone was happily there there was no it didn't didn't require comment and I thought you know it is going to be okay when this generation come to power it will be fine we just need to work to sort of make that happen a bit more quickly but I really do feel I talk about this a lot yeah very hopeful for the future I just want that future to happen now and I think, you know, it's incredible to see people like you. And it's really inspiring without being patronising to have people like you who are empowering that generation, who are empowering the future change makers, the future decision makers to be themselves, because that is what will lead to them doing the same for hopefully the nation. But yes, I talk a lot about how Gen Z are redefining gender and how exciting that is and how much hope there genuinely is for for future generations because of what we're seeing and yeah I'm excited to see that as well actually I'll fully back that. Great and we older generations need to be excited about that too because it will bring benefits for us that's the other message that I would like to be out there this is not something to be feared and resisted this is something positive for all of us so come on (laughs) yeah absolutely let's keep empowering them let's keep advocating for them and let's keep platforming their voices and giving these young people a chance to use their voices for this positive change um that that we all need we all desperately want to see it so absolutely sarah it has been a genuine honor to have some time with you to get to know you a bit more and uh, and just to hear a bit about your story and the incredible and genuinely life-changing work that flag does thank you so much for your time oh, thank you. and your honesty as well it's been an honor no thank you very much and we we as i said earlier we're so happy to have links with trans in the city um it you know it it means a huge amount to us and i know that it it, it amplifies her voice too so thank you thanks for the opportunity absolutely That is the end of another exciting podcast. Really hope you've enjoyed it. Please do check out Flag and look at how maybe you can support them um, or get support from them. Thank you so much for your time and we will see you for the next podcast soon.